Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, March 24th, and this is your FT News Briefing. I must give the British people a very simple instruction. You must stay at home. Last night, Boris Johnson ordered UK residents to stay indoors and close non-essential shops in order to stop the spread of the coronavirus. Meanwhile, in the U.S., the national death toll reached nearly 600 on Monday. But even with close to half the country under stay-at-home orders and economists anticipating a global downturn, U.S. President Donald Trump suggested America would soon be back open for business. At a certain point, we have to get open and we have to be, uh, we have to get moving. We don't want to lose these companies. We don't want to lose these workers. We'll look at another day of stalled discussions on stimulus in Washington and why the FT's Rana Faruhar argues that the little guys should get first crack at a government bailout. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Yesterday, the Federal Reserve took one of its most forceful actions yet to fight the economic fallout caused by the coronavirus. But as we've seen at different points over the past few weeks, the intervention wasn't enough to satisfy equity investors. The FT's U.S. markets editor, Jennifer Ablon, has more. So the Federal Reserve came out with a large bazooka, so to speak. They took the historic step in not only pledging to buy government bonds in unlimited amounts, but the new measures also include a historic step to buy U.S. corporate debt. That's a powerful stimulus to liquefy the markets. So the Fed right now has a main objective, and that's to keep markets liquid. They're liquefying consumers and corporate America. So the Federal Reserve Chair Jay Powell has already moved much further and faster than any policymakers did in late 2008. And yet, by the close on Monday, U.S. equities were in the red. Jennifer, what were investors looking for? So investors were very relieved to see the U.S. Central Bank unleash its most forceful effort. But now investors are looking and waiting for an economic stimulus package to support the U.S. economy. So while we have the monetary policies in place, Investors are still waiting for that nearly $2 trillion economic package from Capitol Hill. And that nearly $2 trillion economic stimulus package? Senate Democrats continued to wrangle with Republicans over it on Monday. The plan from Republicans would provide billions of dollars in aid for large industries such as airlines. More on those bailouts in just a bit. It also includes a $1,200 payout for taxpayers plus $500 for every child. But Democrats want a package that's less generous to big business, one that limits share buybacks and executive compensation at those companies that get government funds. Democrats also are looking to put more money in Americans' pockets, a $1,500 payout. Negotiations are ongoing between Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, Democratic Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, and U.S. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin, who's operating on behalf of the White House. Now, the proposal from Republicans includes $208 billion in loans and loan guarantees to businesses hit by the coronavirus outbreak. That includes $50 billion for passenger airlines, $8 billion for cargo airlines, and $150 billion for unspecified sectors. And there are several sectors that have been hit by the coronavirus outbreak and market turmoil. Big oil and other energy companies, gig workers, along with casinos, hotels, and restaurants. 
Boeing, which was struggling mightily even before the outbreak, is asking for $60 billion to preserve jobs in its supply chain. Many businesses across the economy are lining up for fiscal stimulus. But our global business columnist Rana Faruhar argues that there are mistakes from the 2008 bank bailouts that the U.S. government should try to avoid this time around. Back then, we privatized the gains and socialized the losses. You know, we had years of banks making big profits, taking on more and more risk that eventually resulted in the subprime crisis and the great financial crisis. And when that happened, we did need to do bailouts. We were basically doing them in order to avoid another Great Depression. However, banks got a lot of taxpayer money. Most homeowners that were in trouble ended up losing their homes, having their credit ruined. Companies got bailed out. Individuals didn't. But most importantly, there were no strings tied to those corporate bailouts. Okay. But so this time around, who should be at the front of the line to get such a bailout? I think it's got to be individuals. Right now, we are in an absolute crisis. We are probably going to see on Thursday, Friday, the largest unemployment claims being filed in American history. You know, we are in a full-blown crisis. Our economy has ground to a halt. There are a huge number of American workers, contingency workers, gig workers, people on freelance contracts, people that have been laid off and are simply working for companies that are not going to pay them sick leave or, or you know, may not have the best health care. These people are in economic emergencies right now. Right. And it doesn't look like it's going to get better for these individuals anytime soon. Okay. But what about small businesses? Where do they rank in terms of bailout priorities? I think that they're right up there, maybe just just a, a notch or two behind individuals, but not too far behind. Because when you think about it, this is the sector that is employing 75% of the American economy. It's the biggest job creator. These are the companies that over the last few years have been, been investing a lot of their cash flow into productive capital investments really growing themselves. They're innovators. These are the companies we need to be saving right now. And it's not just optics. This is about real economics. If we let these companies go bankrupt, or even if we have a structure for a bailout that leaves them with a lot of debt, then they're not going to make it. I mean, think about your local restaurant. Think about a hairdressing salon. I mean, so many of these businesses are already running incredibly tight margins. If they have to take on a lot of loans, even if they're government-backed, they're probably not going to make it. I think we should be giving them grants, and I think that their terms should be much different than bailouts done for large industry. And speaking of large industry, part of the reason there's this concern about a recovery package is what kind of bailouts would be going to big businesses and under what terms? Rana, what's your view on sector-wide bailouts? I think we are going to need some industry bailouts. You know, let's take the airline industry as an example. It's very upsetting that this industry has made so much money in recent years and has spent most of them doing share buybacks, which basically enrich the top 12% of the population that owns 80% of stock in this country. But put that aside, what you don't want to do is have a situation in which a lot of flight attendants, uh, baggage handlers, you know, folks are suddenly out of work and then contributing to this recession slash potential depression that we might be seeing. What I would like to see is if a big industry, big cash-rich industry that has been, particularly one that's been spendthrift, is getting government bailouts, two things. It has to treat its employees well. It has to give people sick leave, health care. They should not be allowed to do share buybacks. There has to be a ban on that. Their capital has to go as they've 
are able to dig themselves out to more productive uses, to wages, to benefits. And then finally, I'd like to see the government considering taking preferred equity stakes in companies. Because again, to go back to my first point, you can't just socialize losses. If you're going to do that, you also have to socialize the gains. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. And one more thing before we go. Here at the FT, we want to know how the coronavirus is affecting you at work. Are you seeing job cuts in your workplace? Is your company discussing changes in pay or benefits? Are you as a business owner having to make tough decisions? Record a voice memo about what you're seeing and send it to us at coronavirus at FT.com. Or you can tweet me. My handle is at mfilipino. That's M. F-I-L-I-P-P-I-N-O. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.